0: We'll tuning in to this episode of Off the Rock, On the Record. We are in season nine and episode two, and we're kind of taking this entire fall, winter 2021 to talk through topics related to some of our favorite holidays that happened during this time of year. Uh, So we're firmly in October. And so we're talking about one of the things that can spook even the most tenured PR pros, which is the crisis that continues to haunt you. Um, So I've got two of our directors here, Lauren and Whitney, and they're going to provide some sage advice to help you cleanse the crisis that continues to haunt you. I promise that'll be all of the puns that I have for today. Um, So Whitney and Lauren, I'm going to open up with kind of the overall question. Generally, why do you think some crises stick around while others fade pretty quickly? Uh, Lauren, you you can tee us off.
1: Well, two reasons come to mind. First, it may not be that your team or your company overall has addressed the crisis appropriately the first time around. Sometimes your audience just needs more. And unfortunately, we see quite often organizations trying to basically sweep things under the rug without providing much information or explanation or information on how they are going to correct The issue that occurred. So that can really spur some people to keep asking or, you know, keep inquiring, what are you doing? Uh, Keep sort of raising awareness and driving this crisis situation publicly. You know, some people just are not going to let it go until they're satisfied. And if you don't address that appropriately, at the beginning, and during the first Onset of the crisis, then it's likely just going to perpetuate from there. And then, you know, a really good example might be like the BP oil spill or, you know, the Tylenol crisis from a long time ago, or even more recently, the Chipotle crisis that went on and on. And it's just the magnitude of that crisis that creates that longer timeline. Uh, that you know you have to just continue to address for a long
0: period of time because it's not something that will naturally resolve quickly. Whitney, is there anything else that comes to mind when you think of crises that just won't go away?
2: Yeah, I mean, it. I think Lauren spoke to several just really good examples, but just something else could could be the quality of the actual plan, your crisis communication plan that you have in place as an organization uh, could be tested um, and could it could show itself to not be up to standard or up to par with certain crisis situations, which as a result, the plan does not work to effectively resolve the crisis. Either you the, the plan does not include the specific crisis situation that you're going through. So therefore you don't know what you're supposed to do or um, all of the different scenarios that could have played out maybe were not addressed in your plan or the right people were not identified in your plan. So um, the actual plan that you have in place to manage crisis situations uh, could not be um, of the level of quality that's necessary for the crisis situation to be very quickly alleviated. Absolutely.
0: So I want to kind of shift into thinking about how do you nip this in the bud? So this crisis keeps coming up and we see this a lot um, in the media. I'm sure anybody listening to this can think of a time where a company was going to celebrate a major milestone only to see even a small contingency of protesters with signs about some sort of wrongdoing that had happened you know, six months ago, a year ago, five years ago. Um, or you see a representative giving an interview to the media and they're talking about something completely normal in their business space. And then a crisis is brought up again that they were not expecting to talk about. So Whitney, as a communication professional, what do you do
2: when out of left field, that crisis kind of comes up again? You know, I would say, I would say this, don't be in denial. I mean, it happened. Um, And so the worst thing that you can do is to try to um, minimize or just deny the situation, anything along those lines is only going to make it worse. Especially if someone is proactively bringing it up and asking you questions, um, then it's in your best interest to at least accept that, yes, this did happen. Because that at that point, it gives you an opportunity to um, better manage the conversation um, and take the conversation where you want it to go. And that is where you can talk about the positive things that have taken place since that um, crisis situation took place or um, something that may have changed or you've been able to adjust within the organization. So you have control to um, pivot and take the conversation in a more positive Light, if you just go ahead from the beginning and accept that it did happen and confront that and say that openly and honestly from the beginning.
0: So, Lauren, if, if you're working on a plan to address this crisis long term, how do you put into place a strategy that's going to make a crisis response a little bit more streamlined?
1: One thing that I always recommend is for leadership to put a face to the crisis response. You've probably seen many examples in your lifetime of issues that have come up with businesses or brands or organizations that you work with or know about or, you know, purchase on a regular basis for you know personal life or business life. And you've probably seen those companies have to deal with an issue and a lot of them will respond and you know, put out a statement or send out some type of flyer or email marketing, email communication, or even post on their social media about what they are doing, you know, to correct the situation or to somehow, um, you know, get people back on good terms with their company. And there's no name to that response. There's no person, there's no real face there. You've probably also seen many examples where you see the CEO on video speaking directly to customers, you know, talking about their piece of the crisis response, what they're doing personally, how it's made them feel. And it just makes things more personal and adds credibility to the response. So if it's not the CEO or even the owner of your organization, Someone in a leadership position who can be that face on all communication channels. So, we recommend that person being the person who does the media interviews or shooting a quick video that goes out by email, or if it's written communication, like a social media statement, or like I said, email marketing message, or even a letter or flyer that goes out in the mail have that person's name on that piece and have that message be written in their voice and come straight from them. It is more reassuring and can help calm the crisis when people can see that person in that leadership position directly addressing the crisis.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And I think that it also helps look like somebody's taking personal responsibility because I think a lot of people want to see a business take responsibility for actions. But as a collective unit, if there's no voice behind that responsibility, it can kind of fall flat. But that that is really a response to questions about a crisis. Um, it is in my nature when things keep happening or coming up or something keeps going wrong to say, okay, what is the root of the problem? Is there a reason why this crisis keeps coming up? Um, and Lauren, I know one thing that you've talked about is trying to push folks to correct the issue. So maybe the crisis isn't resolved internally. Can you talk a little bit about how you push those people to do, to do the right thing um, and then the PR response in the wake of doing that?
1: Yes, so... At Obsidian, we have dealt with countless crisis situations ranging from employee wrongdoing, issue management, such as, you know, negative reviews online, you know, embezzlement, just criminal activity, all kinds of things like that. Um, so when you're thinking about, that range of, you know, situations, it's really important to think about how do I make this right for the people that this situation or this instance or event has affected in some manner. So in a lot of these cases, there will be things that should not always be made, you know, abundantly clear with the public, but we always tell our clients that transparency is the best policy from the very beginning of any crisis situation. But I have to say that we say that to the extent it makes sense. Like I said, there are going to be some situations where not everything should be put out on the table, you know, for everyone to know. But what you have to focus on is Addressing that something did happen and it was wrong. And to the extent that it makes sense, like I said, be honest and transparent about that and explain to people that it was wrong. And now your company is working to make it right. And explain how you're making it right. That's very important. A lot of times we see companies or leaders saying, we disagree with this, we don't condone this, this was bad, we're very disappointed this has happened within our organization and then we never hear anything about it again. So even if you don't have that information right away because it takes some kind of like technical or operational planning to fix that or kind of make it right for their audience or the people that it affected, there needs to be some action on the leadership team's part to say, we know this happened, this is what we're doing right now, but this is how we're going to make it right in the long term. Even if whatever it is they're doing to make that situation right doesn't extend to their entire public audience, at least, you know, explaining that clearly and, you know, in front of their entire public audience will reassure their entire stakeholder group instead of just, you know, the people that it did affect if that's a small group.
0: I think that's so important because assuring your stakeholders isn't just like you said, the people who were done wrong, it can also be your internal team. And a crisis that won't go away could partially be because of some smoldering resentment among your team, And at the very least, it could also be just leading to some potential discontent, frustration um, from your your people that you work with. Whitney, can you talk a little bit more about um, the need to address crises with your internal folks and and the role that that plays in overall crisis management?
2: Yes, your people, your employees are your brand ambassadors, Um, so it's critically important to um, keep your finger on the pulse of how the crisis is affecting um, the individuals who represent your brand, um, both internally and externally. I think um, when a crisis takes place, naturally, you'll want to focus and really um, take your time addressing the crisis, which makes sense, Um, but your people, your employees are also a part of the crisis in that they too may be affected, even if not directly affected, indirectly, they could be affected. Um, So amid managing a crisis and seeking to get over it, um, it's very important to stop and assess how your employees are feeling about what has taken place, what type of Um, emotional harm, um, mental harm, whatever harm uh, may have come upon them because of the crisis. And as you can, address their concerns, address those issues, um, because at the end of the day, those are the individuals who uh, represent your company. So you want to make sure that they feel good about what has happened, what is taking place, the course of action that the company is taking um, to get past the crisis. So it's just one of those things where don't allow You don't want to allow yourself to get so bogged down to where you, you can't um, keep an eye on everything that's important to you in the big picture. And that includes your employees. Absolutely. And I think that um,
0: keeping good people around you in a crisis, people who know you and know your company is incredibly important. And so forsaking that internal communication can be a domino effect that also can play into a crisis lingering longer than it needs to. Mm -hmm. So once you have communicated about the crisis and you have addressed the root of the problem internally, you may be moved on for six months, for a year and think we are in the clear, but there will always come a time where, you know, the restitution has been paid. You think all is resolved and you have put this to bed and the topic wears its ugly head again. Maybe it's an anniversary of the crisis. Maybe it's a reporter who just really um, was invested in the story when it initially happened. There's a number of reasons why it could come up. As PR professionals, Lauren, how do you instruct leaders to address the topic without leaving a bad impression? Because understandably, they may be frustrated or feel blindsided by a question. Um, So how do you help them address it? in a way that that leaves people feeling good about their response?
1: Sure, I can answer that. The biggest thing is to continue to focus on positive change or the positive changes that are being made or continuing to be made since that crisis situation first took place. So if you are asked by a reporter or a stakeholder or just anyone or it starts to make waves again, your first response should be to acknowledge it, but quickly move on to what's taken place since, what positive changes have come from the crisis, and what you're going to continue to work on in the future so that something like that either doesn't happen again, or you can minimize that situation from happening again, or, you know, if it's something, if it's one of those things that, you know, you can't make a promise that it's not going to happen again, because there are a lot of those situations in business world, then how you will address it moving forward. Maybe if it was not handled, you know, correctly, or it was the first time you've ever had to deal with something like that, there's always, you know, learning to be done. So just, always focus on the positive. And we remind people of that because it's in our nature to think about that one thing, the bad thing, but it's not so much in our nature to really dig into, oh, well, let me see what they're doing now. That's actually positive, or that's a really good thing that the company is now doing. People don't really look for that. They look for the negative And so if you continue to put those positive messages out, then that can definitely help temper the, you know, when the crisis, like you said, comes
0: back to rear its ugly head. Whitney, Lauren spoke a lot to focusing on the positive, but one thing she said in there that I think is important is to address things quickly and then move on. Do you think that's a good strategy or or does that make you look like you're
2: kind of avoiding the topic? I think that's a good strategy. Um, You address the question as it was um, asked of you, clearly address it, answer it to the best of your ability, but take that opportunity to talk about something very positive, forward thinking, um, next on the horizon, just something that's more uplifting. Um, Take that opportunity to transition the conversation to that because you don't want to dwell in the past. You definitely want to learn and grow from the past and the situations, the crisis situation um, that may have taken place. Absolutely, you should learn and, and grow from that. But you also want to take care to talk about where do we go from here? So that the majority of your time is not spent dwelling on the past, but yet it's talking about how do I apply what happened in the past to the future course Of operations for your organization.
0: All right. Well, I think that that wraps up everything that we wanted to say about addressing the crisis that continues to stick around. Whitney and Lauren, thank you so much for your time. Thank Thank you. you for having us. All right. And this is episode two of season nine of off the rock on the record. If you've been listening for a while, we'd love it. If you would hit the subscribe button, or if you would give us a five-star review, wherever you're listening to this podcast, That would really help us out. Um, And until next time, this is off the rock on the record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations.